0: Sing to you. Uh,
1: Wants to sing to you. Amen. Time to go. Okay. Okay, Hello. Am I on? Turn me up. Turn me up. Turn me up. Turn me up. All right. There we go. Uh, We um, got a lot of things going on. I'm going to take a little bit of his time today, but I talked to him. He says, "Okay, he doesn't have to quit at 12. He can quit at 12:15 today." So uh, the announcements are are probably normal announcements. Give me just a second here. Okay, we have um, hmm, May the 20th in Men's Fellowship. Is that passed? No. Okay. In Men's, we have uh, May 20th, we have Men's Breakfast in the Fellowship Hall. Uh, June 3rd, we have another Men's Bible Study in the Fellowship Hall. Those are both at 830. Uh, I've been so busy with them, a little bit behind, so y'all bear with me. May 16th at 6, we have Heart to Heart with Stevenson, Tracy Stevenson ministering. Robin, you want to say anything else about that today? Okay, she's just excited to have it. Uh, I know this lady. I've known her for years and years. She is in touch with God. So you guys come and listen to her, and she will have something that will feed your heart, I promise you, and your soul. Uh, June 24th, primetimers. Are we still having that? Where's Faith? Okay, they they were talking about that because they were talking about that before, so this is going to be June the 24th now, not this month, okay? I think this one was falling on Mother's Day or something like that. Okay, Memorial Day weekend, and they they decided not to do that so people would be here. Okay, Um, obviously, Ms. Julie would like for us to, we don't don't need no help with singers today, (laughs) okay? Normally, we need help with singers, okay? Uh, When we have them. They're more than willing to serve, but we don't always have these ladies here, so keep that in mind. Uh, we still have the youth calendar, so getting cheaper all the time. And uh, by, listen to me, by December, if you don't have a calendar, I will give you one. So just keep that in mind. If you can hold out till December, you can have a calendar. <coughs> okay, we have a. For the board members that may not remember, we're having a short meeting right after service today just to get some of our plans lined out for the next couple of weeks. So just remember that. It's just gonna be real short. Uh, We're passing out ballots for board member nomination and secretary treasurer nomination of the board. Now, not supposed to take place without a pastor, but we went to the district, but the Gary Rogers went to the district for us and pleaded with them because we're so short and he has graciously agreed to MC all this and take it over for us so we're passing out the ballots today in the next few weeks for a regular business meeting on the 21st the night of the 21st no service just business meeting so we're passing out the ballots today and making the announcements and you've got till next Sunday to get them in because we have to call these people and see if they even want the job just because you want them to do it doesn't mean they want to. I mean, there's and there's some people that you may think are members here and they're not yet, but th- so they're not eligible. So we have to vet them out and make sure that they can meet the requirements. But anyhow, get those in by the 21st. Next Sunday night, typically we dismiss church for back Lord, and I think that uh, that's been the consensus again that we will dismiss church. Next Sunday night for Lord, And so the Sunday night after that, there will be no service, but it will be a business meeting. I don't, I don't know that I have anything else, but if somebody's got something that I forgot, and I've been running around today, if you've got something that you need to announce, put it out there. Okay? All right. Um, are you doing the offering? Come on. Who's helping you? You got them, okay, guys. If y'all come on and do the offering, we'll do that. And then we can go straight from service. I mean, from worship into uh, into uh, the preaching service. You want to pray? Yeah. Thanks.
2: quick because he is such an asset to the church we appreciate you and we love you Dennis gathered. Sweet faces so familiar. No one's old or feeble anymore. This lonesome heart's been crying. Think I'll spread my wings from flying. And I've never been this homesick before. Well, I see the bright light shine. It's just about (laughs) we <laughs> this morning that you would just draw hearts closer to you father give us a new revelation this morning of just what you can do and what you will do if we put our faith into action father if we trust you just a little bit more every day god oh how much that would strengthen our faith god father just move in this place touch hearts in jesus name we pray amen A mountain can't be moved. They say these chains will never. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you wherever you go through tears and joy I'll trust in you and I will live in all of your ways and your promises forever Cheers. to you god father we thank you this morning that you are there father that you will never leave us or forsake us god we gotta sing this one more time jesus
0: Let's just all do that together, would you? Lord, we worship you. We magnify Jesus'
3: name above every name. We proclaim you far above, far above, greater than any need. Lord, you are worthy of all our praise,
0: and Lord, we. We worship you. We declare your goodness, Lord. It is so good to know you. And it is so good to be known by you. We worship you, Lord. Bless your name. When I look in 1 Peter, and I'm in chapter five, Verse six, it says, therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Now, there's a lot to learn right there, and and that is one of our roles as children of God is to humble ourselves in his presence. It tells me also there that God's got a, a schedule You know, and to be very honest with you, sometimes His schedule's not my schedule. It takes longer. And it says that He will exalt you in due time. It's the next verse though that we like so much. And it says this, casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. I get to tell you this morning that God cares for you. He loves you. He cares for you right where you're at. He knows everything you're going through. Nothing in your life escapes His knowledge. It says, casting all your care upon Him. But the scripture before that tells me why many people don't. Because before you can cast your care upon Him, you need to humble yourself in the presence of God. You know, in our culture, in our society, we're a bunch of hard-headed people that don't want to need anybody. We want to make it on our own. We want to be self-sufficient. But for us to say, I need God, that's humbling. For us to say, I need your touch. I need your healing. I need your wisdom. I need your leading. I need you to provide for me. I just can't meet this need. That's humbling. And that's when we come to a prayer line such as this, and I bring my anointing oil to anoint you with oil and to believe for you. I'm, I'm believing for miracle after miracle after miracle in Long Grove Assembly of God Church. I believe God is moving here. But it, before God will move though, please understand, humble yourself before the Lord, and He will exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him he cares for you. And the hardest part of all of that is what I'm about to do, is ask you if you would, if you want to humble yourself, seek the Lord, would you come and just stand in a prayer line, allow me to anoint you with all and believe together for your miracle. I'd like to invite the deacons, the deacons' wives, and everybody with a, a passion for prayer, you just come right in behind these and let's touch faith together, believing for them. God bless you as you come.
2: In Jesus I believe.
0: Thank you, Let's worship him together. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the sweet spirit of love. Thank you, Lord, that we as your children, we can feel your love for us. And Lord, we can share that love with one another. So Lord, thank you for the presence of your love. And Lord, we pray that you'd continue to move in this meeting just as you desire. We thank you, Lord, for every miracle received, all that you've already done. And, and thank you, Father, for the work you are doing in Lone Grove. And Father, we pray that you would bring the right pastor. We know that we're on your time schedule, Father. We don't want to move by man's plan. We want God's plan. So Father, have your perfect way and bless and provide as only you as God can. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless your hearts. You can be seated. We love the Lord. Amen. Amen. Would you put your hands together and show appreciation to Julie and, and this worship team? Thank you very much. Thank you all very much. Happy birthday. Thank you all very much. Bless you all. Thank God for this worship team. Yes. Love that. Love that. And, and on Julie's behalf, let me tell you, she would prefer not being a solo. Amen. Right? She, she amen me, and thank God for all that help, and what a blessing, what a blessing that is. I love the Lord. Amen. You know, there's that scripture that says, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I, I've learned something this past week, and that is those who wait on your normal haircut giver will not get a butchered haircut. Yeah. I went to the barber shop and my normal lady that does my hair, she was doing somebody else's and there was a new lady there and said, hey, you know, she'll do it. And Man, I learned a valuable lesson. Wait, wait, wait. Don't let the new lady do you because you come and look like this. My girls, I saw my daughters yesterday and they go, dad, that is the shortest your hair has ever been, you know. God is good though. Even and even with a bad hair day. I've looked, at, yeah. I've looked for all the positive things. We walked across the parking lot. The wind was blowing. I told Paula, I said, my hair's not blowing. My hair's not getting messed up. Positive. I've got a convertible. We can put the top down on the convertible. My hair's not going to get messed up. You know, So there, you can always look for the positive. I said, Paula, look at the top of that. I don't have any bald spot. Isn't that great? You know, let's prove that. I I wondered if there was one growing back there, but I don't. Hallelujah. Okay. I'll quit missing with you. I I love being positive, though, and I think as a Christian, we ought to be positive. Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord for his blessings. I've got a message the Lord's given me for today. I don't want to preach sermons. You can go on the Internet, and you can find thousands of sermons that have been preached by other people. I want a message. A message is this. You've sought God. You've prayed. You've asked God to give you thoughts, words, scriptures, a message for specific people at a specific time. To me, that's critical. It's, it's not just a sermon. Uh, again, you can find thousands of them. I want a message from God that is for Long Grove Assembly of God Church this morning right now where you're at, where the church is, and for what God wants to do. And I, and I get to tell you, I've got a message for you today. Let's have a prayer. Father, I pray your anointing upon the Word. May the Word come alive to every one of our hearts, and may we receive from your Word everything that you desire. So Father, may there be no breakdown from the speaker to the receiver. And Lord, may there also, as that seed is planted in the heart, may there be the produce that you desire. So, Father, we believe in your word. Your, your word is so va- valid and, and it is so critical in our lives. So, Lord, bring your word alive to us. In mm-hmm. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you would,
3: please get out your Bibles with me and find 1 Peter chapter 2. If you'll notice... ...from my right... left every one of us who are christians
0: you have spiritual role and responsibilities in every role that you have given you from god there are responsibilities with that role let let me tell you one of my personal roles i'm a husband how many husbands we got here okay i can tell you that as a husband i have uh, that role And responsibility I'm to love my wife as Christ loved the church that means I love her with a sacrificial love you know what that means that means I put her needs above my own every woman ought to say amen to that that means that I nourish and cherish her just as Christ nourished and cherished the church anybody know Ephesians are you with me I've got roles, I've got responsibility. I'm also a dad. See, the reality is to be a dad uh, it, it, it is more than just the biological ability to have babies. Yes. I've known a lot of guys that had the biological ability to produce, but they knew nothing about being a father, being a dad. As a dad, I'm responsible to nurture my children, bring them up in the admonition of the Lord, the understanding of Jesus Christ. And I thank God. I've got two beautiful daughters, and both of them living for the Lord. I'm also a grandpa. In fact, yesterday we had a, a wedding shower. I'm trying to get the words right. wedding shower for my, my second-to-oldest grandson, Kale. They all come over to our house, and we had a, a wedding shower for them. And we've got two grandsons getting married, one in June and one in July, both of them in the same family. And my, my daughter on that side is kind of going crazy right now. But at the same time, so we had the wedding shower at our house. And yesterday, well, pray for Paula. Paula really did good. She did good yesterday. She rode in the car with me all morning, and she came to be with me because she was really, I don't know if I'm going to make it this next Sunday after all of that. I love my wife, and she knows her role and responsibility because she's my wife. Okay. Spiritually, you and I have
3: roles and responsibilities. I want you, with this message, look at... For me. Please understand
0: you have roles and you have responsibilities. I think every one of us can say, thank God I'm not where I was. Yes. But every one of us can remember last week, every one of us can say, I've not yet got where God wants me to be. This is a walk. This is a fight. This is a run. There's no place to stop. You're either going closer to God or you're falling away from Him. Anybody say amen? amen. I proved that to you last week. And so understand all of us, all of us need to understand our role and responsibility as a believer. I find that role,
3: and I find it here in 1 Peter chapter. Oklahoma vernacular, get over
0: it. Amen. Forget it. It was yesterday. Yes. Now lay all that
3: stuff aside. And now notice what we need to do. As newborn Constant. you've got to constantly want more of God if indeed you have, there's the if, circle the if, because it's always conditional, if responsibilities right there we're going to see them in a moment if you would verse 6 going to disobedient. What's the word say? Verse 9. But you. you're special in the eyes of God, Uh, His own special people that you may proclaim. With God, you do not want justice.
0: Justice is you get just what you deserve. And the reality is, we don't want justice with God. We want mercy. We want what we do not deserve, all because of Jesus.
3: Okay, notice with me, uh, if you want to take a picture of a screen, here's the one to take a picture of. Before I came to be your pastor, this would be it. If you'll notice with me, verse 5 roles and responsibilities. We are. 5 and verse
0: 9, and and we're going to study this. You're going to know this when you leave, if you'll stick with me. Verse 5, we're a holy priesthood. If you will, verse 9, we're a royal, royal priesthood. Today, every born-again believer, every one of you, I don't care how old you are, I don't care how long you've been a Christian, every one of you are a member of the priesthood. You are a priest. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy priesthood. When we understand the priesthood, you'll understand what your role and responsibility is for Lone growth. So
3: let's get into that. If you would, please, number one, the priesthood changed. The tabernacle was a tent. When the children of Israel were traveling
0: through the wilderness for the 40 years, they needed a movable tent to travel. And that was their church. Church was a tent. When they once found a land, they came to Israel. And Mount Moriah, where Abraham offered up Isaac, if you'll remember, there was where they constructed the temple in a place. But the priest was responsible in both tabernacle and and the temple. Now, only the priests could fulfill the role and responsibility. Please get this.
3: Notice First Samuel on the screen. Also, I tell you, there's no presumption in the presence of God.
0: I've seen people presume a lot of things, but the reality is there should be no presumption. Uh, Uzziah presumed, "I'm king; I must have the right to offer incense." And so he went into the holy he went into the temple, not the holy of holies, but in the outer court, and there he was offering up incense, and he became a leper. He had leprosy broke out on him, and they had to usher him quick out of the temple. So please understand what I'm saying. The point is, is this. Only Aaron and his descendants were high priests. Only the tribe of Levi were ministers to the high priest. It was very selective. The Old Testament high priest hierarchy
3: was very selective. When Jesus came, Jesus fulfilled. coming to the earth did not have flesh and blood. He was in his
0: glorified form. And he had become like us to be able to die. He would not be able to bleed in his glorified form because he's God. Anybody yes. say amen. amen? And then Emmanuel came to be with us. He took on the form of a man. He had to be able to become like the brethren, like us, so he
3: could suffer and die for our sins. Notice with me Hebrews 8 and 3. For every high priest necessary that Jesus
0: have something to offer for the sins. What was that that he offered? To Hebrews chapter 9. Notice with me that he uh, the highlighted but with his own
3: blood he entered the most holy one. immediately, this is what Hebrews tells us, he immediately went into the Holiest of Holies, laid down
0: himself as the perfect sacrifice, not with the, this is what the scripture says, not with the sprinkling of ashes of the heifers, or the, not with the of, blood of bull and goats, but with his own precious blood. So he had something to offer. He had to become like, are you with me, he had to come like us, flesh and blood, so he could have blood to give. And he became that blood sacrifice. This is the point I want to make with Jesus. And that is, Jesus
3: Filled the role. Uh, Thank God I don't have to offer up
0: blood sacrifices. Thank God you don't. Uh, Once for all. Hallelujah. Thank God for Jesus. Amen. And so now Jesus fulfilled, Jesus filled, Jesus finished. Now through Jesus, this is, now please listen to me because this is critical for you to understand where I'm going. I know where I'm going and I'm trying my hardest to take you there, but please just stick with me. Hang on to this truck ride. Here we go. If you would understand, through Jesus, the Old Testament priesthood was abolished. Can you say Amen. Uh, And I'm going to be real bold here, even live stream. Here we go. There should not be such a thing as a Catholic priest. Totally unbiblical. Why? Because the priesthood has been fulfilled. Jesus did it. I don't need anybody interceding for me that's a man. I've got an interceder, a mediator, Jesus Christ. Are you with me? I don't need to pray to Mary and I don't need to pray through the saints. Are you with me? I don't need any of that stuff. I, I know Jesus, and Jesus is my personal high priest. Thank God. And the Old Testament priesthood has been abolished. Okay, you agreed with me on that. You're going to have a problem with that after all, though. That, that's going to jump up and bite you in a moment, but hang on. Today, we filled the role and responsibility of priest.
3: Are you with me? I just proved it to you. Okay, notice with me, 1 Peter 2 and 5. we We're And I got problems,
0: and and I got things I'm still dealing with. But the reality is, I'm holy
3: because of Jesus Christ. I'm forgiven of my sins. Jesus. I'm not holy because I'm so good and because I'm
0: so smart and I can do that and I can jump, you know, and shout and you know, scream and holler. No, I'm holy only because of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay, First Peter two and nine.
3: We're royal. Please. Yes. Right. That makes it royal. It's a royal priesthood and that
0: we have the authority and we have the rule of the king. Uh, we Christians need to quit living like pulpers because you're a royal priesthood. You've got the authority of the king. Hallelujah. Man, we've, in this prayer line, we took authority, and, and there's families going to be coming in, praying for lost loved ones and, and for families to come in. Man, you, we take authority in Jesus' name. Amen. Why? Because I'm a royal priesthood. Are you with me? Please, let's get this. Uh,
3: notice with me, Revelation 1, 5, and 6, Jesus is speaking. His forgiveness has made you and me kings, royal, and priests.
0: Hallelujah. Okay, now get this. And I, now I'm gonna drive this home, okay? You are a priest. You're holy. You're forgiven. Your sins are under the blood. Yeah, and not perfect. Thank God you're not perfect. And if you think you are, your mother lied to you. <laughs> you're not, okay? Uh, you're royal. You've got credentials. Hallelujah. Yes. You've got credentials. Yes. You're a child of the king. Yes. You represent the king. Please get this. Now you can approach God for yourself. Yes. You don't have to come to a confessional booth and get some priest to confess your sin for you and go do penance and go do this and go get your rosary beads and go through each prayer. You don't have to do that. Why? Because you're a priest. You can approach God for yourself. Please get this. Uh, You are responsible for your own relationship with God. Now it came back to bite you. It is your responsibility. Don't blame your mama. Don't blame your daddy. Don't blame that preacher. I'd be close to God if it wasn't for that preacher. Uh, Quit blaming anybody else. It is you. Okay, get this. Okay, you have a role now... In fulfilling the ministry, Amen. there's something, listen to me, if you are breathing and a believer, God's got something He wants to do in and through your life. Amen. He's got a plan for you. Number one, let's get that down. Understand the priesthood has changed. Can you understand that with me? Uh, we're no longer living in the Old Testament, thank God.
3: Jesus became high priest. Now understand this the pastor. Is not like an Old Testament
0: priest. Today in our culture, there's a misunderstanding. You see it very clearly. You, you have it. And I, I want to correct you if you'll let me. Today in our culture, there's a misunderstanding of the role and responsibility of the pastor. In many churches, the pastor is elevated to a position that all ministry is either fulfilled by him or completely directed by him, and that's wrong. In many churches, the pastor has the church in a position of total dependency upon him, and that is wrong. In many churches, the pastor and staff are the professionals, they're the paid ministers, and they're the only ones fulfilling ministry, and that is wrong. I don't get a whole lot of amens, but that's wrong. In many churches, the pastor is believed to be the only one who can deliver real ministry. He's the only one who can visit the hospitals. He's the only one that can pray in the prayer line. He's the only one that can counsel new converts. He's the only one who can contact visitors, and that is wrong. Thank you for those amens. See, this is an over-inflated view of the pastor. It's what's happened in our culture, and it's an over-inflated view view of the pastor. Notice with me
3: the scripture on the screen. There's what the pastor's supposed to be. of a pastor to a role and responsibility
0: that is not biblical. Amen. Uh, notice with me the teachers. Thank God for the teachers in this church. Amen. Thank you Paula for that. Amen. amen. <laughs> I feed her and pay her to do that.
3: <laughs> notice with me for the equipping. Verse 12. This. to equip you. You're the ministers.
0: Let's get this straight, and let's get it right before you get your next pastor. Uh, This church will explode if you'll learn this biblical principle. Uh, It it will grow. Okay, now let's stick together. The pastor is not supposed to be the all in all and do everything in ministry. Thank you all for the amens, because I'm out on a limb this morning. Uh, Okay, the church is not supposed to be dependent upon the pastor. You're not supposed to be dependent upon the pastor. You're supposed to be dependent upon Jesus. Uh, The pastor is not supposed to know everything and be able to fix everything. He can't. He's a man. Okay. Uh, The pastor should not be involved in every ministry. Man, let's have a motorcycle ministry. Pastor might not ride a motorcycle. Guys, go do it. I'm for you. Go ride them motorcycles. Yeah. Uh, uh, l- let's start a fishing ministry. If you like fish? Go do it. I'm for you guys. Let's start a golfing ministry. If you want to hit that ball and go find it, God bless you. <laughs> go do it. Amen. Are you with me? The pastor, listen to me. The pastor doesn't have to be involved in every ministry. I'm going to tell you, the pastor's wife doesn't have to be involved in every ministry. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know my wife by now, there's a deacon that came up to her one time at Queen and said, hey, i got a job for you to do. And, and she said, mm-mm. She said, i got one boss, and I live with him. And then she said, cut my pay. They didn't pay her anything. <laughs> she was, in other words, she was telling him, leave me alone. You're not my boss. Are you with me? Okay. Now stick with me because this is, it's, I'm not there yet. Okay, here we go.
3: If you will, in our culture, we have. We 17 years, and when I knew it was time to leave was when people started
0: calling it Gary Rogers Church. I told Paul, I said, it's about time for us to leave. It should not be a man's ministry. Now, we've done it, because all I'd have to do is throw out a few names right now, and you go, yup, yeah, Billy Graham Ministry, Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Are you with me? Now, after my first board meeting at Coweta, the deacon board—they said this. They said, "Well, you don't need us see more. We're resigning." I said, "Oh, guys, y'all don't—you don't, don't get this at all. I need you. Uh, seeing pastor as priest is unhealthy. It's unhealthy for the church, and it's unhealthy for the pastor. If you'll notice with me, this is what I
3: see. This is from years of experience. Seeing pastors priest, unhealthy for the pastor."
0: I just got here. Now we can have real church. God deliver us. Personally, I prefer blue jeans and a t-shirt. I work out three times a week hitting a gym and I got a gym upstairs I hit it. I've got a sports car and I love dropping the top down and letting my hair get maybe messed up a little bit. (laughs) Uh, I like being a dude. And honestly, I'm just another dude. Anybody say, man, man, I'm nothing special. I'm just, I draw air just like you do. I eat, sleep, and secret. Amen. Some of y'all get that later when you get home. Okay,
3: here we go. The pastor as priest is unhealthy for the church. Uh, over and over what I tell people, if you have
0: God stirring your heart towards a ministry, uh, put together, br- bring me a presentation, we'll approve it, get to work. Uh, I can tell you, Coita we had a, help me, but I, I, won't, I won't remember them all, but we had a GED program going on on Sunday afternoon. We had a, uh, English as your second language for Spanish people and people, Spanish speaking people. and. Uh, the huh? Uh, we had a bridge builders, which was uh, parents of children with special needs, and a bridge builders. We had a becoming ministry, which was abused women that met at the in the congregation. We had a food ministry that we did on a regular basis, and uh, we had a motorcycle ministry. Uh, I mean, you just go down, uh, and that's just skimming the surface. Uh, had an after-school uh, teaching ministry for kids rather than being a locked door or whatever, latchkey, la- what's that latch called? Latchkey children. In other words, you go home, nobody's home, uh, you have a place to go with your kid, and you come to church, and we'd do an after-school program. Men's basketball. Men's basketball team. Uh, yeah, we had a softball team, uh, and then Roll Rangers girls' ministry, and women women's ministry, men's ministry on top of all that. My point is, is this, if you got a ministry, come up, put it together, come present it to me, and go get them. Amen. God help us. How have we made this shift? That, uh, you, you see it clearly, and I,
3: and I hope you, you see it with me. Here's the influences. Crusade and whatever Jimmy Swagger
0: did the next Sunday, we did. I literally had to sit on the platform with a suit and tie on every service, and I had to wear a tie every Wednesday night. You could not cross your legs while seated on the platform. If you cross your legs, you're going to get reprimanded after church. That's crazy. That's bizarre. Please understand that's an influence of the media preachers. Um, If you will, the media preachers have influenced pastors to set non-biblical roles and responsibilities for both themselves and their congregation. The media, TV preachers, influenced pastors to have congregations to expect non-biblical requirements, that people wanting things from their pastor because they saw it on TV. My pastor's not polished enough. He, on TV, is really polished. My pastor's not positive enough because I listen to Joel Olstein and Joel Olstein will never step on your toes. Are you with me? I want you, I want you to candy coat it, and I want you to pat me on the back. You know, I got itchy ears, and you got to scratch them. Are you with me? Let's understand.
3: Another aspect in the shift is a...
0: Let that sink in. Because when you talk to people, man, I'm so busy, and, I'm so busy, and I've been doing this, and, 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 and dude, I'm retired. Amen. I do exactly as much as I want to when I want to. And the only boss I've got is Jesus and Paula. <laughs> Are you with me? But we're in a busy culture. Oh, I couldn't help with children. I'm too busy. I, I couldn't help with youth. Man, I'm just too busy. Let's hire somebody to do that. Are you with me? Next thing you know, you're going through a process. You're getting back to the priesthood. And only those guys are going to be doing it. We pay them to do it, man. That's why we pay them to do it. Uh, Another outcome is
3: man-pleasing ministers. One of my daily prayers. Is God, I establish you as
0: the object of my desire. I establish you as the one I want approval of. I establish you as the one I want to please. That's in my everyday, virtually everyday prayer. I'm not here to please you. I'm here to please him. Now, the media preachers have made, and, and the influence of making the pastor a priest is an influence to please you. And that is, whatever you want to do, I'll do. And there's some preachers that have done that, and it's killed their ministry. You know, I'm going to make you happy. I don't want anybody to leave. I've found over the years the best thing, everybody blesses the church, some by coming and some by going. Are you with me? I've never tried to hang on to people. People come up to me and say, well, 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 uh, Pastor Gary, I just think I'm going to be leaving the church. Well, God bless you. You know, uh, know the door's always open. You can always come back. I always tell them that the doors always open because what they would find is they would go test something. And then the next thing you know, they'd come back and say, you know what? I went and tried it, but man, I didn't know how good he had it. Amen. People, please understand. We can't be man pleasers in ministry. We've got to please God. Okay. I upset one guy because I wouldn't go to his family reunion. I don't go to my family reunion. I ain't about to go to yours. Are you with me? Amen. Yeah. And and uh, you, you have this. That is not my role
3: responsibility. Wow. Okay. Number four. <laughs> Ministers consider. Priest. The pastor gets very prideful. Yes. And we see it
0: over and over. And then when, when he starts elevating himself, he, he, that scripture we shared a while ago, in fact, it's here in First uh, Peter chapter 2. Humble yourself before the Lord, and he'll exalt you in due time. And, and there's no exalting from the Lord because you're already up here exalting yourself. And then that's why the church, honestly, people, we failed God in the 70s and 80s. We the church. That's why we're in such a mess today. And a lot of this is what happened back then. But the reality is I still see it over and over. And there's churches. That's why I keep preaching to you. you got to go forward. you got to go forward. Quit looking to the past. Go forward. Because if you don't, you're going to be a 70s, 80s church, and you're going to die. Okay. Here we go. Number three. Now, I love you, and
3: I wouldn't preach to you if I didn't. Here we go. That afternoon session with him should be Do you
0: equip people under your ministry to do ministry? And that's biblical. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12, that's your purpose. And he ought to just come back real quick and and say, yeah, I love to equip people. When I went to Chickasha, we had Monday evening classes, and I had altar workers classes for everybody that wanted to be an altar worker, because I didn't want to be the only one praying around the altars with people and and went to a training session. What do you do? If somebody comes up wanting to pray through through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, somebody wants to come up and be demon possessed, someone comes up wanting to be healed, what do I do? What biblical scripture? can I are you with me? Amen. That's for the equipping of the body yes, uh, If you will, number two we need people hungry to be equipped
3: yes. There's more for you to do than just show up. Uh, so many Christians think, man, I really did a lot I showed up. Well let me tell you that's just the start. Amen. if you will, number three we need What can I do? Well, I'm
0: old. Well, you can get on the phone, call, phone and call somebody. We missed you Sunday. Give, I, I had a lady in Coita that was old and couldn't get out and was pretty much, you know, about all she did was Walmart and church and the doctor. And, you know, and I, that's one of the things I've told people who are shut ins all I do is go to the doctor. Well, why don't you put church on that list? If you can get up, get ready, and go to the doctor, why can't you get up, get ready, and come to church? Amen. But the fact is, this little lady on Monday would take a list of everybody that was either sick or missed the previous week. She'd call them. Hey, we missed you, Sunday. Uh, we missed you. Hey, uh, prayer list. Uh, get the prayer list. Call everybody on the prayer list. Pray for them. You can do that at home. Amen. You ought to be asking yourself right now, how does God want to use me? Does God want to use you in youth? But man, wasn't that a beautiful group of people up on the platform? Uh, Paula, you know, I was worshiping the Lord and put down my hands for a moment, looked around, and Paula was gone. I thought, oh, rapture happened? Paula, where are you? You know, you know but, uh, but Paula went to the back and took a picture of the platform. Because I post on my Facebook page, uh, great to be with the people from Lone Grove. And, and she said, man, that platform looked good. And, and so she got me a good picture. I'm going to post it. And I'm going to say, anybody looking for a pastor position, man, here's a good place ready to just explode. Amen. Are you with me? But you've got to get ready. Amen. He's coming. Yes. And he needs to not be met by a bunch of deadbeats. Amen? Amen. Okay, thank you for letting me preach to you because I didn't think of you. I, I told Paula, I said, okay, I want you to She doesn't know what I'm going to preach until we go home. And, and on the way, I said, okay, I want you to listen to this message this morning. And I want you to even kind of, now I'm real careful when I say this, but I want you to kind of critique it. You know, and I, I want you to tell me what you think. And, because, and I told her, I'm kind of stepping out there. Thank you. But this is the word that you need. We need
3: to know where God wants to use you. The last, if you will, number four. Trust me, you want your pastor to be able to
0: preach what God gives him and be free from from trying to candy coat it to not make you mad. You know, one of the worst things you can do is come up to your pastor afterwards and say, well, boy, that message, man, that flopped. Don't do that. Even if you didn't like it, go up to him and say, man, thank you for preaching. Thank you for preaching God's word. Be an encourager. Uh, Encourage your pastor. Build him up. And and when he preaches a message like that, just say, pastor, sick him. Get him. Get out there. I support you. I'm with you. We want revival. We want an awakening to come to Long Grove. We want the right pastor. Oh, they didn't get 100%. We want the right pastor. We want the right children's pastor. We want the right youth pastor. But we're not going to let them do everything. There's the thing. Just because you hire them doesn't mean you let them do everything. All they are to do is to equip you. You to do the ministry. And then they fulfill their role and responsibility here's the key you fulfill your role and responsibility and the man behind the pulpit can fulfill his role and responsibility God's got a perfect plan he's a really smart God and what we need to do is just listen to him and let him direct us there are good things ahead for long growth I believe God's got a great plan and I, and I made a pledge to you. I'm going to stick with you until you get him. But I'm about ready for you to get him. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. Because I, I don't want to be your pastor because God has not called me to be your pastor. God has called me to be your fill-in until you get your pastor. And he's coming. Amen. My, one of my prayers says, God, whoever he is, wherever he is, begin to prepare his heart. Yeah. Begin to stir him and get him ready yeah. to come to Long Grove. I pray also God stir lone growth, yeah. get them ready, yeah. get up off your blessed assurance, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's get up off our blessed assurance, let's get ready, amen. let's move, let's go. because God wants to take this church forward amen. for his kingdom, can you say amen? amen, amen, God's got a plan. If you would, let's, let's have prayer, Father, thank you for the challenge of your word for this body. We believe beyond a shadow of a doubt you've got a good plan, that, Lord, you can be trusted. And, Father, we want you. We want you to be able to use us. Thank you, Lord, that as we've learned this morning, we are a holy priesthood, holy because of you. We are a royal priesthood, royal because of you. I pray that every one of us could see our role, our responsibility. Lord, help us to not go back to the Old Testament priest, but help us each one, every one of us, to be priest, to be ministers for you. With heads bowed and eyes closed, I I have to give an opportunity for salvation. There may be someone here that doesn't know the Lord or is ready to come back to the Lord. And and if you're here this morning, just understand, I do this. It's hard for me to preach or teach without giving an opportunity for people to accept Christ. But if you're here this morning and you need to rededicate your life to Jesus, and you, you, you just want the Lord to come into your heart and come into your life and order your footsteps and, and make your life right. And, and you so desire for Jesus to be Lord of your life. I would love to lead you in a prayer with you seated right there where you are. You're not going to have to stand or walk to the front. I just want to pray with you in accepting Christ seated right there where, right there where you are. You're here this morning. You say, Pastor Gary, I, I want to rededicate my life to the Lord. All I ask is would you hold up your hand right now. Just let me know you're here and you want Christ. Anyone at all. God bless you young man. Bless your heart. Are there any others? God bless you dear. I see your hand there in the back. You can put your hand down. You can put it right back down. Are there any others? There's two. Hallelujah. Is there any others that you're here this morning? And any others this morning is your morning to Rededicate your life to the Lord to make Jesus Lord of your life. Any others? Congregation, we're going to lead these to Christ. There may be someone by way of live stream that right now you pray this prayer and you're having a change of heart. You're accepting Christ. Meaning it from the depth of your heart, you're becoming a Christian. You're entering into the family of God. Congregation, if you would please, let's lead these to Christ. Pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. I believe you died for me. I I believe you rose again. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin and help me live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Amen. God bless you, young man. Bless your heart. God bless you, dear. God is good. God God is good. Would you stand with me, please? Who would have thought that you'd preach about roles and responsibilities of the church and two people get saved? Are you with me? I think the main thing is Jesus is here. Jesus is here. More than anything else, we want to make contact with Jesus. Okay, now it's time for you to respond. God is calling you. He's calling you to ministry. And I know that right now, you feel totally unequipped, and that is good. I've had people that have told me in ministry, me personally, I I almost always get sick at my stomach every morning before I preach. See, I visit the restroom in here for a reason, because I'm getting sick. God doesn't call those who are already equipped. God equips the called. For you to say, well, I don't really feel equipped. I really don't feel qualified. I'd say, you're right where God wants you to be. You're perfect. God can use that. But God does want your heart to say, you know what though, even though I'm not equipped, even though I don't feel qualified, I really want to do it because I feel God calling me to do it. I'm gonna tell you there's more callings than just pastor. There's calling to be a children's pastor, youth pastor. There's calling to be a nursery worker. There's calling to be a praise and worship team. There's calling to be a musician. There's callings all throughout the church. I believe that God is calling you to do something. I don't know what it is. And one of the worst things you can do, please listen to me. Get this because I've had people do it in the past and I corrected them one of the worst things you can do is come to your pastor and say hey what what do you want me to do you know tell me what calling I have the answer I give them is, is this I'm not the one that does the calling I'll pray for you you go seek God and you come back and tell me what God calls you to do and then I'll support you hundred percent but I'm not the one that calls God does but when he calls you, he will equip you. And I wanna ask you to do something this morning. These altars are gonna be be open and, and I, I will ask you to come to the altar. But if you don't, for some reason, feel comfortable come to the altar, I'm gonna ask you to make an altar there where you are. I would love to have 100% of this congregation seeking God for what God wants you to do when you get your next pastor, youth pastor, children's pastor, wherever and whatever, God's got a plan. Let's find a place to pray. If you want to come around the front, turn, make it all let's pray. Father, right now, as a body, we seek you. There's a role and responsibility for every one of us. There's something you want each of us to do. Every one of us. No one's excluded. And Father, now we seek you. Lord, many of you have already laid a burden upon their heart. They know exactly where you want them to work. They've got a passion for for this or that. And and Lord, you've laid it there upon their heart. It's you. Holy Spirit, call. Holy Spirit, call. Holy Spirit, equip. Father, we seek you. May there be the leading and the guiding of your Holy Spirit and and burden us, burden us for children, burden us for youth. Uh, Father, burden us. Burden us for a motorcycle ministry, burden us for a a fishing club or whatever, Father. Burden us for whatever you want us to do. Burden us to be a part of the worship team. Burden us to be a a greeter in the foyer. Burden us to be an usher. God, burden us, lay a burden. (laughs) Lay a burden upon our hearts. Give us a vision. Give us a vision of seeing ourselves fulfilling that role, that responsibility, that ministry. Give us a vision, Father. May every ministry of this church go forward for you. May there be a greater effectiveness in building your kingdom, Father. It's not about us. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you, Lord. With the congregation seated like you are and those walk you're you're fine. Everybody's fine. I just want to do something. Uh, I want the young man here that rededicated your life to the Lord this morning. Would you stand, please? Are you okay? Would you just, there you are. Thank you. Young lady over here that rededicated your life, would you stand, please? Thank the Lord. God bless you. What, that is, what that is, Now, a whole congregation, would you stand with me, please? What that is, is just making public. That's making public your profession of faith. And the reality is, Christ said, if you're ashamed of me before man, I'll be ashamed of you before the Father. And what you just showed everybody here, man, I'm not ashamed of Christ. Amen. 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 Next Sunday is Mother's Day, right? Uh, please, do everything you can to be here next Sunday. Bring somebody with you. Every mother guilt trip your kids to be here. Are you with me? It's okay, guilt trip them, get them here. And trust me, there'll be an opportunity for your kids to accept Christ. If you have any grandkids, any kids that don't know Jesus, get them here. Uh, Get them here next Sunday, trust me. I think you know me by now. We're gonna do everything we can to get them to Christ. Father, we thank you for the morning. We thank you for the challenge of your word. We thank you for a beautiful congregation of people. Thank you for the perfect plan that you've got for their future. And Lord, we pray your blessing. Father, your blessing upon every home, every family. Keep them safe throughout the afternoon and evening. And Lord, we pray your blessing upon Long Grove Assembly. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: God bless you. I love you.